I know, I was tempted to go myself too. But thanks, uh, thanks for staying. We started last week um, a series of uh, exploring the, the life-giving power of God. How he, he burst forth with life. In a sense, with every, everything that, uh, that God touches. And, and how we're going to explore this uh, throughout the fall is to, to, walk with, to walk with Ezra and Zechariah as they help Israel return back to Jerusalem. The, what we call the exile has happened. Uh, the Babylonians have come through and destroyed Israel. They've, they've flattened it and they've, they've, they've taken prisoner, most of the people, and they've dragged them to be slaves and servants in Babylon. And now God is, is working His people through Ezra, Zechariah, and a few others to, to tell His people, you know, that I am still the one that burst forth with life, even in this unusual way, even in a place that you don't expect it to be bursting forth. And I'm going to lead you, bring you back to Jerusalem, and you're going to rebuild the temple. And it's going to be a sign of how I'm bursting forth life in you. And it's a reminder to us that that no matter what the situation, what the destruction, God's power is always bursting forth life. And what we're going to see today is how His his Word, His power, His work can can happen in very unusual places, in, in people in whom we would not expect God's work to be prominent. Very unusual places in people who become partners in ministry. God can bring that, that help and that life from the strangest places. So we're going to look at Ezra chapter 1, the first four verses. It's found on page 366 in your pew Bible. You can also follow along on the screen. Let's uh, pray together. Gracious God, thank you for your word. Thank you as it speaks to us of the wonderful ways, the myriad of ways that you bring your life to bear in us. Open our eyes, our hearts to receive your word for us, even in this moment. Lead us according to the pleasure of your purpose. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Hear the word of the Lord. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, in order that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished, The Lord stirred up the spirit of King Cyrus of Persia so that he sent a herald throughout all his kingdom and also in a written edict declared. Thus says King Cyrus of Persia, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of those among you who are of his people may their God be with them, are now permitted to go up to Jerusalem and Judah and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. And let all survivors, in whatever place they reside, 
be assisted by the people of their place with silver and gold, with goods and with animals, besides free will offerings for the house of God in Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we see this first step of God bringing His people back to Jerusalem, back to rebuilding the temple, bursting life from within them, what we see and recognize is that God is not limited in human ways by fulfilling His purposes. God's not limited to only those people who have correct theology to fulfill His purpose. Praise the Lord. Because in my opinion, that's a real small group to begin with. God is working here through a pagan king. I mean, get, get, get this straight. Cyrus has really no interest in worshiping Yahweh. He does not know the God of all creation. Doesn't know him, doesn't have a relationship with him. Not, not really interested. Now, he's a real good politician. And he knows that you use the language of the people. You find out what their gods are and you speak about those gods so that then they'll be happy. Because we know a couple things. One, Cyrus did this with a couple other people groups as well. It's not in the Bible. It's in other historical documents where he told other groups using the language of their god. One was Marduk. Told them that Marduk had empowered them so that they could go build their own temple in another place. So Cyrus, maybe he's a nice enough guy, we don't really know, but he's a pagan king, doesn't know God, thinks he's doing it for his own purposes, for his own wisdom, but instead God is using even his own intellect, his own strategies to fulfill his purpose bring his people back together to rebuild the city, rebuild the temple in that day. God is is not limited to just people who we understand, uh, to people that we like, to people with whom we agree to to carry out his purposes. I mean, in, in my life, I have experienced many ways that God's used people very different than me to partner in ministry. I mean, God can use people of no faith at all or of a very different faith, very different understanding of reality in order to carry out His ministry. And uh, when we were in Mobile, down the street and around the corner, it was where Wael lived. Now, Wael was Muslim. He was not Christian. Uh, he had immigrated from Egypt. But Every Ramadan, Wael would bring me $100 cash. We had a good relationship. We knew each other well. And he said, I'll give you $100 cash so that you can give this to the poor in our community. And I gladly received Wael's $100 and told him this. And I'll gladly receive it. And in the name of Jesus, I'll give it to anyone who has need around. And he was glad to participate in that. God can use all kinds of people different from us to carry out His purposes. I had a... uh, Did somebody throw something at me or... (laughs) I didn't knock it over. 
Another ministry like that is called Whole Again Ministry, started by Reverend Greg Chandler here in, in Cincinnati. And what Whole Again is a, a clearinghouse for federal money. The, the, uh, um, the faith-based monies that were set aside in, in, in our federal budget. And what uh, Holigan does is receives the, the federal money from, um, the, uh, from D.C. and takes that money and uses it to buy food, to pay for teachers, and to buy teaching supplies for the arts, music, and for reading. And what Whole Again will do will then partner with ministries throughout the city and they'll do all the necessary paperwork to keep that money and that stuff separated and then they partner free of charge with other ministries in order to feed and teach reading and art and music throughout the summer. We participated with Christ Community in using the building and people here who participated in that so that every day over 100 children from the neighborhood were fed breakfast and lunch. They were taught reading um, and music and art. And then Whole Again says, now you and your local congregations, and they, were, they fed thousands and thousands of meals this summer at, at work in over 20 different places throughout the city. Said, we'll do this. We'll provide all this free of charge. And now you bring your people in and you do your work in the midst of what we're doing and you tell them about Jesus. What a wonderful partnership using money from around the country to help feed those that are hungry, teach wonderful things of, of beauty, and to share the love of Jesus. God uses these kind of partnerships all around the world and throughout our communities, throughout our lives to teach and to lead and to fulfill His purposes and even to teach us. God can use people that don't even have a relationship with Him to deliver His Word to you and to me, just like He did with Cyrus. Delivered the word to the people through Cyrus that now it's time to rebuild the temple. I had a college professor who I don't think we shared a belief or a moral thought that was the same. But he was an excellent college professor who was able to separate what I was writing about because in those days I was always you know, writing about Jesus, even if it was a math paper somehow or another, you know, I'd work <laughs> Jesus into it. wasn't very effective, at least in the math paper. But he was an excellent teacher of English and of writing and taught me a lot. You, you'd, you'd be surprised where I was before him. You're saying, boy, he didn't do very much. Well, yeah, I know where I started. From places we don't expect, God can teach us, can speak to us His Word. It was a couple weeks ago, no, no, a couple months ago, that I was with the kids, and I, I don't know exactly what we were talking about, but it was all, all three of my kids. You know, and I'm the dad preacher, supposed to be the teacher to them, right? You, you know where this is going. Well, I'm, we're sitting around and I'm in a self-pity mood for some reason. And 
just you know saying how everything's you know just going terrible and and they're trying to encourage me say well you know dad yeah this this can change and and these people can change and these people can change to which i just looked up and said you know people don't change and they jumped on I mean, they stood up and looked at me wide-eyed. said, what do you mean, Dad? You're a minister in a church, and you're saying people can't change. And because they all jumped on me and woke me up, they just started laughing to say, okay, God, I get the message. That is the word of truth. For the little children shall lead them. I wonder for you, where are the... Where are the unexpected places that that God is pulling you alongside other folks that maybe don't share many of your convictions, but he's pulling you alongside them, not so you can teach them, but so they can teach you. Or so that you can can partner with them in in some work of, of righteousness, of mercy, of grace, of justice in our community. Where are the, the Cyruses in your life? It may be people that look very different than you. Maybe that people have a very different education than you. Maybe people have a very different belief system. Maybe they're a whole lot older or maybe they're a whole lot younger. One of the things that I, I love about our foundational hour and, and the, the adult spiritual formation classes is gathering in the small groups and, and even in the small groups having people from around the world and learning from one another. What are the new ways, the unexpected ways God is speaking to you or fulfilling His purposes in you? As we gather in a few moments around the table, this is the most powerful illustration of how God uses the things that we don't expect, that don't fit in our logical list of how God brings life out of death. And why he would tell us regularly to remember this, to gather at this place, to remember my death because it was out of my death that we bring life. It was as God became human in a society with a corrupt justice system, with a a, a political system focused only on taking care of themselves, and even a religious system that was broken. And God entered into the midst of those broken systems. And there was crucified for our behalf in death. And out of that death, God burst forth life. Not what we would expect. God is always bursting forth into life, even in the most unexpected places. We celebrate that as we gather around the table, and it reminds us and opens our eyes and ears to be on the lookout for the other unexpected places that God is at work in our lives.